Welcome to the Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Okay, guys, I'm so excited for today's episode. Um, we are going to be talking all things strategy with Ashley King, who is owner of AHK business management. So Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm super excited to have you on. Um, obviously we've chatted a lot in the DMS on Instagram and all that great stuff. Um, it's nice to be able to like actually hop on and have a conversation, you know, face to face with somebody. So, uh, I'd love for you to just go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself, talk a little bit about your story, how you got started, and we'll just kind of roll from there. Great. Well, Courtney, thanks for having me. I have been a big fan of you and Elevate Effect from even before I started my business, which I'll get into. Um, But yes, so I'm Ashley. I am a business strategist and the CEO and founder of AHK Business Management. And my goal and my mission is to help creative service providers who feel just stuck and overwhelmed and just overcome by all the chaos of their own ideas, prioritize and get moving again with tangible action steps. My friends like to say I'm the weird mix of Hermione Granger, Monica Geller, Captain America with a dash of Schmidt and Chandler mixed in. So we just roll with that. Um, <laughs> nice. My, I get it. My husband always calls me Monica from friends. You should see like my closets organized, color coded, all that good stuff. And that's, I'm right there with you. Yes. Very much so. And um, yeah, so before I started my business, I was in the corporate world doing project management, strategy, and policy for an institution of higher education for a system of over 80,000 students. And I loved the work. It was challenging. It was what I went to school for (laughs) and spent all that money on for my degree. Yeah. I I hear you on that. I hear you on that. (laughs) Yeah. And I was really frustrated with the systems and lack of ways to stay accountable with our strategy and our planning. And so I was doing a lot of Googling, stumbled across the Elevate Effect blog. Oh, nice. I didn't even know this story. This is new information for me. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I found a blog post about ClickUp on your blog. This is way back before your rebrand and still remember Mm -hmm. the blue and orange color. Oh yeah. Don't, don't talk about those days. (laughs) (laughs) And I read it and I was like, oh, this is, this is interesting. And, you know, filed it away. Um, And then the pandemic happened, right? And it made everybody rethink about what they're doing with their lives. And I really wanted to make the transition into the online world and spend more time doing the things like strategy and systems that I really enjoyed. So jumped in at the beginning of the pandemic, haven't looked back since. And yeah, here we are basically two years later, and I'm really enjoying it. I just reintroduced my VIP day offer, have another thing in the works and just really enjoying this life. It's hard, but rewarding work. 
Yeah. It's when I always talk about, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, running your own business, I always kind of reference that it's like a roller coaster, right? It's, oh, I mean, yeah. you've got really, really high highs and really low lows sometimes. And it is just a constant, you know, roller coaster of ups and downs. But in the end, you know, it's so worth it. I don't think I could ever picture myself back in corporate ever after. I mean, I've been in this space now for going on year five at this point. And, you know, I've been working like this and, um, you know, like you'd mentioned, you got started when the pandemic happened. And I think that was a pivotal moment for a lot of people in terms of what they were doing, um, with their time, you know, and, and really realizing, you know, is what I'm doing, making me happy. Do I feel fulfilled or just from a security perspective, you know, we, everybody's worlds were rocked in 2020 in terms of their jobs and everything shutting down. And I think it made people really question, okay, how, how can I build more security for myself and more stability outside of relying on other people for, you know, income, right. Or to support myself. Um, and so I think that, you know, I think that was a big pivotal moment for a lot of people too. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll go ahead and dive on in. Um, and you know, we've talked about this before and, um, this is something that we talk about a lot in my business, but something, you know, that I had struggled with in the beginning of my business was creating a vision. Right. And I know that you talk a lot about this. This is, you know, something that you cover too, in your VIP days. Um, because I always thought creating a vision was fluff, right. As like, this really has no bearing on my business. It's not something that I really need. And I quickly, quickly learned that a vision was really necessary. Um, and the reason that happened is because I just kept saying yes to every opportunity that came my way. And I just ended up in this hamster wheel of doing the same thing over and over again, but never really moving forward, never really progressing. I was, you know, making good income. I was busy, like super, super busy, but I wasn't growing if that makes sense. And so I kind of had to revisit my vision because I was just making decisions willy-nilly versus really strategically thinking about the decisions I was making in my business. So I had to find a way to make it tangible and actionable for me. So how do you feel like vision plays a role in your work with your clients? And I know this is probably going to really play into your VIP days and things like that. So the you know world is your oyster in terms of how you're going to go ahead and kind of talk us through how this is going through in your VIP days. Yeah. Well, first of all, too, for people listening, if you haven't listened to Courtney's episode about vision planning, vision for your business episode, you should listen to that Um, (laughs) because I found myself when I was listening to it, like fist pumping and (laughs) saying amen the whole time. But yeah, um, yeah, so this is vision is such an important thing. I was also very much like you, Courtney, in the beginning of my business journey of being like, vision is bit of a fluff piece. And I am very much a doer. And so to me, I was like, why are we stopping to talk about vision and values? Like my previous role, whenever my boss would say, let's talk about our vision for this. Let's talk about the values. I'd be like, uh, do we really need to, can we just go? And then I started my business and realized a lot of the same things you were saying of needing direction and a bit more focus. And I think that's a huge piece of what vision provides. It's like, I love a good analogy. (laughs) It's like going on a cross country road trip and you start in Maine and you're getting in the car and you kind of want to have some sense of where you're going. Sure. You'll stop along the way to see a landmark or see another national park. Right. But you do need to be heading West, right? That's the whole point. So it's the same idea. What is that end point and vision changes, right? And you talk a lot about this too, as we evolve and as our business evolves and our priorities on our own personal lives change, our vision shifts, right? So 
that's something that when I work with clients, I really spend a lot of time with them asking them, okay, why are you in business? What brings you joy? What is like the end goal that, you know, is out there that you're working towards? Um, and it helps you then craft your more short-term goals and your short-term priorities, like for the year, for the next month. But yeah, it is the guiding light. Yeah, I, th- I agree. I think it is. I think it's really what you need to be using in terms of, I mean, decision-making webs, right? Like exactly. for example, I always compared it to like the quizzes in the Cosmo magazines, right? Like it's okay. How do I get from point A to point B? And and is the steps I'm taking are the decisions I'm making getting me to that point B. And from the tangible perspective, I had actually read the book, The Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. And that book was probably the first time I had looked at vision planning from a lens of tangible, actionable steps for more of a, like an analytical perspective versus just the okay, this is your vision. This is how you see your business. And it gave me more structure, um, more templated type structure to which, you know, for me is super important Gave me all the templates. <laughs> um, and so that for me was like really incredibly important for me to be able to really map out that blueprint of what it looks like to get from point A to B. Um, and so I agree. I think it is like a guiding light you said for your business, but I do think the important thing is that we are constantly evaluating it and constantly asking ourselves, is this still in line with what makes me happy? Because another thing I think that happens is when we start our business, we kind of become complacent and we just kind of stick in the same lane that we've always been without really thinking outside of it because we get caught up in the day-to-day and supporting our clients and supporting our team. And we really sometimes neglect our own business in terms of its growth. Um, and especially looking at the strategy behind how we can help it grow. And I think vision is a big piece of that. Um, and like you just mentioned, it is an evolution of our business, of our personal lives and constantly making sure that we are evaluating it from that perspective. Um, like, you know, like I've mentioned in the past, I had a very different goal and vision at the beginning. Uh, you know, when I had first started my business comparatively to where it is now. And so I completely agree. It's really like that guiding piece in your business. Um, and it's super, super important to keep you out of the hamster wheel of over and over the type of things that we're doing that really aren't moving the needle forward in our business. Yeah. And it's also, you mentioned it before it is a filter too. It should be one of the first filters in the decision-making process. I, talk with a lot of business owners who are looking for the, as I call the golden solution, because they're looking outward and shiny object syndrome, wanting to try all the things, thinking that they need to add a new offer or try that new tool or whatever it might be. But the first question I'll ask is usually, so how does this support what your vision is for the business? Like, is this actually going to help you move the needle closer to that and if it doesn't, then it's it requires a little bit more of a introspection of, is it really a question of your vision shifting? Or really is this new thing that you're trying to do maybe not the right choice for this particular moment? So I'm always about using your vision to help you simplify what you're doing. You talk a lot about lean systems, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Your business. And it's that similar mindset of, do you really need to be adding more things Or is it actually a narrow in focus and strengthen what you already have to help you move with your vision? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes that comes out of, I would say necessity, um, you know, for example, I know when I look back on my business, you know, in year two, a lot of the things I was saying yes to were 
high income opportunities, right? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to add this one to my plate and this one. And I was doing great from, you know, a, a financial perspective, but I was burnt out. I was working 24 seven and I was just not feeling, I mean, the lack of a better term, I had Sunday scaries every single day, <laughs> you know, it was, it was not a good position to be in, but it was just like, oh, well more income. This is good. That means I'm doing a good job, but I had to be really clear about having more income is not always the end all be all right. Like that's not always the thing that we're always looking towards. And I know you recently added your VIP day option to your business, you know, to help business owners go from chaos to clarity, which I love. Um, and I know you have a four-step framework that's a part of this process. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about that four-step framework. Sure. I do want to give a little shout out to Jordan Gill and the done in the day program um, real quick, because having a framework for any not just your VIP day, but any service offering, I think is hugely helpful for business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Love. We love Jordan over here. We love Jordan. Yep. Um, so my framework for my chaos to clarity VIP day, the first phase is aligned. So a lot about that vision piece that we've been talking about and really understanding what your vision is, what your mission of your business is. So the, what you do, I like to call vision, the why, and then the values as the how, the practical application of what you're doing and how you go about doing it and looking at your vision, clarifying it, and then aligning your goals and priorities and really getting clear on what direction you want to head. Because a lot of the times as business owners, you know, we're, we're building our own mini empires, I like to call it, right? And we always have the ideas so it's really important to just know the direction you're headed and why you're going that direction. So that's the first phase. The second phase is articulate. And so this is when I love this part of the process with clients because it's where all the brain dumping, the brainstorm, the wish listing, and really having a robust discussion about what they want to do and what they think they need in their business and what actually needs to happen and simplifying. This is where I'll jokingly call myself the Marie Kondo of your business. <laughs> I mean, like what brings you joy and maybe less is actually more in that sense and quieting all the noise that's going on in your head and identifying the one or two really big things that if you actually focus in on them would make a huge impact. And then in the assemble phase, I help them by creating an entire little action plan, either as a ClickUp list or an Airtable list, depending on people's preferences, because it's one thing to have the ideas and know what direction you want to go, but then you actually have to like do things to get moving, right? So making sure that my clients and the people I work with feel equipped and feel like, okay, tomorrow I know exactly what I need to do to get moving. And then the last phase is activate where, again, we're just talking through that plan. What are ways that they can stay accountable? Is it, you know, weekly planning sessions? Is it maybe hiring a ClickUp or Dubsado strategist to help set them up with a CRM? Whatever it is to help them actually start moving so they feel confident in the direction that they're headed. Yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that you focus too on the actual implementation piece, because I think that's a piece where a lot of CEOs get hung up because 
normally when you start a business, you have this grand scale passion project that turns into your business. You're typically a visionary and you have a lot of ideas. It's the actual implementation that's hard and the execution. It's refreshing to hear that piece is being incorporated into it because, you know, again, like I'm not a big fluff person. I want things that I can walk away and that I can implement in my business. And I think that's really helpful to give people those guiding steps, especially when we are, you know, we mentioned before we started uh, recording this episode, talking about how, you know, it's sometimes be isolating and lonely in this space if you don't have a lot of networks or connection. And so when we're constantly in our own head, it makes it hard to pull out those clear deliverables or tangible things that we can actually be doing and implementing in our business to move them forward. And I'm so happy to hear that you're actually integrating that piece too, into your method and to that framework for your VIP days. Yeah. And I mean, it's really gratifying to hear you say that too, (laughs) because as I was early on in my business, I was seeing a lot of people struggle with one or both of those parts and not really being able to put the two together. They might be the ideas person, like the self-described ideas person, but the implementation was hard, or they might be the implementer, but just not really have the creative foresight. And so I love meshing the two together and helping people like translate the ideas onto paper and then making the ideas on paper something that they can actually do something with, because it's one thing to write something down on a post-it note that you need to get done. And then, you know, the post-it note might fall off the table and you forget about it, right? So it's all of it rolled into one. Hey there, quick interruption here. As an online business owner, email marketing is really a hot topic that can cause a whole lot of stress. But building an email list has been such a vital part of my business and I've been able to keep it stress-free with ActiveCampaign. ActiveCampaign is an email marketing platform with a whole lot of capabilities for all stages of your business. I personally use ActiveCampaign for email marketing because it's simple but efficient. I use it to send out monthly newsletters, automatically send subscribers our freebies and more. They also have incredible automation capabilities that allow me to have a worry-free email marketing system. Do yourself a favor, check out ActiveCampaign by going to the link below in the show notes to get started today. Now back to the show. Yeah. Well, and that actually kind of leads into my next question. Well, because, you know, sometimes as a visionary, like I just mentioned, it's hard to lay out a plan and stick to it. And so how would you really recommend a business owner prioritize and plan their projects and goals? Like, do you have some recommendations on how, Hey, how can you extract what those projects are? How can you extract how to prioritize them so that they have kind of a starting point to begin with? Yeah. So I'll again reference another one of your podcast episodes because I I love that you've listened to the episodes. This makes me feel so happy. So I appreciate (laughs) it. I find it really helpful. I pass out your different episodes to different people, depending on what they need. But the episode I wanted to mention was your time management, time blocking episode. I think you laid out really well there. But um, my big caveat in the beginning here, before I say more, is that a lot of people, you know, they try one thing and if they fail and it just doesn't work for them, they get really discouraged or feel some shame and guilt that it's just not working or they think I'm doing this wrong. And just for everybody listening, I release you of that guilt. Release yourself (laughs) of that guilt. (laughs) Because planning and strategy and prioritizing I think looks different for every single person. Everybody's 
brain works a little differently and what works for me might not work for you. So I wanted to like kind of offer up a couple different things because for different people, things will resonate different. I think quarterly planning is great for the people who are very analytical and have everything mapped out for the next year and go listen to Courtney's podcast about that because she goes into detail. So I won't believe her that point. But I think for the people who find the word strategy or quarterly planning really intimidating, trying just maybe a monthly planning session just to start. Because yes, you want to be able to see a little further out. And so that's why quarterly planning in 90 days are great. But if that feels like too much for you, there's nothing wrong with just doing the monthly and weekly planning situation. Another thing that I recommend to people when it comes to being able to prioritize a little bit more on the go is having more touch points with yourself. So what I mean by that, having a CEO day or like a weekly team meeting, if you have a team and actually taking a pause on actual client work and stopping to be like, what's going well, what's not going well. Do we have any roadblocks? What are the urgent things that need to happen? And having those touch points and having more of a heartbeat on what's going on in your business actually helps you then make the decisions that you need to when they come up. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. And I think to focusing things, maybe not so much on further, like, you know, the 90 day sprints or the quarterly planning, I think that's really helpful. And I think one thing too is, you know, even for myself, when I started my business is I got so caught up in the client work, I completely neglected my own business. I would forget to do check-ins. I would forget to just stop and say, okay, like take a step back. Am I happy with the direction my business is going? Am I happy with what I'm doing day to day? And I was just going through the motions, so to speak. I wasn't really paying attention to those things. And so I think that is super, super important. And somebody one point in time, I was really burnt out. I hadn't been checking in with my business or myself and how I was feeling. And they said, Courtney, you know, if you had a baby, you know, would you neglect your baby to go take care of somebody else's? And I was like, well, obviously no, I would never do that. And especially now having a baby, I'm like, heck no, you know, I would never do something like that. And they said, that's what you're doing. And this is not to say that we shouldn't support our clients and do good quality work and these things. It's not saying that it's saying that we are trading, right? We're trading, taking care of somebody else's business for our own happiness and for our own mental well-being or whatever that is, whatever that may look like. And so I think those check-ins or those CEO days, kind of like you're talking about are so, so important um, and shouldn't be glazed over at all. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to prioritizing then and decision-making and goal setting, and just any kind of project or task-related type things in your business, if you know in the back of your head that you have specific time carved out, it really does, I think it's an internal release and it helps you stay on track too. I think of it like I ran cross country all through high school. So I really key into marathon and long distance running and being in a business, right? We're in like the actual moment, right? Checking our pace. How are we feeling? We're dying. We're doing great. We're yeah. in our stride. Time to refuel. Right. And then we know we have to finish that whole marathon. Like we know, but stopping to check like at every mile marker or halfway through, you know, you have to take stock of where you're at. And then it helps you then pace yourself in the moment. So that's why I say to clients, like if quarterly planning is, you just feel like that's a little much for you at the moment, it's okay. It really is. You do need some structure, which is why I'm like monthly planning, weekly CEO day. And, you know, then there's great things. I know you talk about this, but prioritization matrix, 
the Pomodoro method, if you're really into productivity, there's a lot of great things out there. It's just a matter of knowing yourself, knowing your business and what your needs are and what the business's needs are, and then trying a couple things and find what works for you. Because I think the real danger for people is they try something that really like does not fit with their personality and work style, and then they get discouraged. Yeah. And then they don't use it. And then it's just a cycle of that over and over again. Yes. Yeah. That kind of is a good point to go ahead and bring up is, you know, we're obviously big systems people. We love tech and tools. So from a strategy perspective, you know, when it comes to the vision planning and, you know, maybe even your VIP days and things of that nature, what are some platforms and systems that you recommend to your clients? I know you did previously mention ClickUp and Airtable. So if you want to elaborate on that, or if there's anything in addition, feel free. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have a little love affair with ClickUp. That I will credit to you actually for introducing me to click up. So, but I I say for people who are looking to be intentional with their work and actually move the needle, you need something to track what you're doing, your tasks and your projects and that vision plan. So that's why having a project management tool of some kind, whether it's ClickUp, whether it's Asana, use it. Like you need one. Paper post-it notes just aren't going to cut it. ClickUp is great because it's so dynamic. You can use custom fields to sort and organize the same set of information, which is really, again, a key point for me is making sure my clients have it in a format that is manageable for them and that they can actually use. So I only recommend ClickUp and do my action steps in ClickUp for the clients who already use ClickUp. But then for the clients who don't use ClickUp and are just kind of new to the world of project management, I say Airtable. Airtable is another one of my favorites and ClickUp does pretty much everything Airtable does, but Airtable is a little bit more, I think, user-friendly for the person who's just coming off of like Google Sheets and who doesn't have a project management tool, but will need to get one eventually. So I love both of those tools. And then another platform that I just say for clients that you need a CRM of some kind, whether it's Dubsado or HoneyBook, and then something for your email list. So there's a lot of great ones out there, ActiveCampaign, MailerLite, et cetera. But really it's, you need some way to track and monitor everything going on project and task-wise. So really project management tools, like the big thing I tell people. Yeah. We really try to use ClickUp as a central hub for our business. So, you know, it's not just project management for us at this point, it's metrics and data tracking, it's team management it's operational systems. There's a lot that is in there. Um, obviously we do have to use things like a CRM tool for sending contracts and invoices. And always we use active campaign for email marketing, but ClickUp is where we like to say we eat, breathe and live our business because it really is, you know, Jack or Jane of all trades when it comes to tech platforms. And it is, you know, just because, you know, you speak to the simplicity of Airtable because we love Airtable too. It was a great tool for us when we used it. And I think the thing with ClickUp is that although it is a robust tool, it doesn't mean that you have to use all the bells and whistles, right? Just because they're available to us doesn't mean that it is something that we have to utilize. So love, love ClickUp and all the recommendations, honestly, you know, we're big HoneyBook people too. So but I think square one is really having a task and project management system in place, because that's, what's going to make it more effective for you to be able to extract the tasks and the projects and things that you're doing in your business so that you're more easily able to delegate if, and when that comes, you know, when you want your business to scale and to grow. Right. I mean, especially then too, if you're a solopreneur as well, it's really good to have everything in one spot and not all in your head. And that's something that I come across. A lot of people are saying, I I mean, it's just me. I don't need to delegate. I can do everything with paper planner. 
But this is when I push back and say, you need something that's a little more dynamic and things will change. You might need to make adjustments that then impact the things that come after it and being able to capture all of your ideas and again, sort and organize without having to do it manually or in your head for that matter. Completely agree. And, you know, it's always so interesting to talk with entrepreneurs about how they plan their months and their weeks, because there are so many different, you know, ways that work for different people. Like you mentioned, right? Like people have different learning and absorption styles. And, you know, I think people can also become too detailed with their planning and they leave no room for, you know, anything that's unexpected or flexibility or change. And then there's, you know, the other side where some people don't plan at all. So, you know, what are some tips and tricks you have learned for productive planning? And I know we kind of talked about this, you know, a little bit, but is there anything that's worked really well for you in your business? Yeah. Well, to your point too, I think people get trapped in that pendulum of either or with planning. It's either they plan a lot, they have that ridiculously beautiful bullet journal planner or fancy much effort for me. I can't go that far (laughs) or like a really fancy little click up list, Mm -hmm. or then you're on the very opposite end of whiteboard post-it notes or Mm -hmm. in your head. And again, like you said, neither of those leave you prepared really And neither of them give you room to deal with the unexpected because let's face it, life happens. So again, I'll harken back to an earlier point. It's a choose your own adventure, not one size fits all. But for me personally, again, I've mentioned CEO day. Really for me, my CEO day is more like a CEO hour, (laughs) but it's either Friday afternoon, last thing I do, or first thing I do on Monday to update my social media metrics to see what performed well, and then be able to then plan content accordingly. I catch up on bookkeeping. So if I spend five minutes of bookkeeping each week, I really don't have to do much later and it makes tax prep so much easier. So a little, little bit of upkeep all the time. And then I just have like a templated list of tasks and things that I want to track or do And because I have that templated task, I just boom, 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 walk through it. And I know that it'll take me about an hour. And then I, you know, part of it is I plan out my week. I look at what's happening. Something that, you know, you talk about a lot is time batching and day theming. And day theming for me has been a really great thing because time blocking, I think we get a little too regimented with it. We get like, oh my gosh, I only have an hour to do this. And sometimes that freezes you up. It freezes me up. So I rely on day theming. So I do, you know, networking calls and sales calls, pretty much just calls on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then Wednesdays are reserved for VIP days. And Thursdays are catch up on internal projects and any follow-ups from earlier in the week, right? So I try to day theme and then I let my to-dos flow there. So again, it depends on the person. Absolutely. I agree. And I just think the concept with everything that, you know, we've discussed in this episode too, I just, I appreciate the attention to the strategy with the vision planning and the things that you're implementing, you know, with your VIP day. And I know you mentioned some maybe new things coming out over the next, you know, couple weeks or so, um, that we're, you know, all on pins and needles to hear about. So I, I really appreciate, you know, what all you're putting into the actual implementation and the removing the fluff from the vision and the strategy pieces of it, because it is so, so incredibly important. And I think it, you know, really it's something that needed to be addressed in this space. And then, so I know you're familiar with our podcast episodes, so we're going to go ahead and do some rapid fire questions. Okay. Right. Okay. What is your favorite book? Persuasion by Jane Austen. Oh, nice. I like Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. Um, what is your dream travel location? 
I would love to go to New Zealand because that's a new place, but I would love to return to the UK. I just love the UK a lot. Yeah. Uh, I have not been to New Zealand, but it's on the list. What is your favorite meal? Like if you had a last meal, what would it be? Oh man. Anything with potatoes, <laughs> any form of potatoes. So French fries are at the top of the list. Oh, obviously French fries. Yeah. Or tots or mashed potatoes. <laughs> Yeah. Potatoes. Potatoes is a good one. Potatoes is a good one. Um, what is your first dream career as a kid? Like, what did you want to be as a child? Oh, I wanted to be a librarian because I loved the (laughs) organization and how every book had their home. And you are a real life Hermione Granger, aren't you? Yeah. It's (laughs) hilarious how life works out. And I like to think that I'm still kind of doing that whole, everything has its place thing with my business. Yeah. Yeah. It's a work in progress and it's constantly evolving. Exactly. Evolves. Okay. The last one is if you could give one piece of advice for an aspiring business owner, what would it be? I was having this conversation with my group coaching cohort earlier. Um, I think one of the things is take your time in the sense of you don't have to run out of the gate and try every single thing because then you really can't track what's working, what you take joy in. I'm always, again, the whole Marie Kondo thing, what brings you joy, simplify. And it's the whole less is more. You can always build and add, as you know, but it really is what brings you joy and start from there and keep it simple because the more complicated it gets, the harder it is to make progress, to track, and even for your own life, it can become suffocating. So yeah, I love that. I think that's great. I think focusing on, you know, what makes you happy and feels fulfilling to you is a really great starting point for your business because then you can build on that. Right. I think a lot of the times we're always looking at, you know, like what people are doing and how they're monetizing things online. And we kind of get caught up in the, oh, I should be doing that because they are versus focusing on what's important and fulfilling to us. So I love that you said that. Well, Ashley, it has been such a pleasure talking to you today. If you want to tell people if they want to get in contact with you, if they're interested in your VIP days, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Sure. I'm most active on Instagram at AHK Business Management. That's also my website. And yeah, I really love interacting with people. I respond to pretty much everything, whether it's a DM or an email. But if people are looking to realign their vision and gain some clarity and quiet all that chaos going on in their head, VIP day is probably for you. I also have something else exciting coming up, but yeah, you can find me. I'm around. (laughs) Perfect. Love it. I'm so excited for this podcast episode to go live and for you guys all to get to know Ashley more. So definitely go check her out on Instagram. We'll link everything in the show notes. Um, so you guys have that easily accessible. Um, but Ashley, thank you so much for joining us and, um, everyone else. If you guys have questions for Ash, don't forget to shoot her DM on Instagram. Otherwise we will see you guys next week on our next episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again, and I can't wait to see you next week.